Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. You're listening to the Dad Bod Golf Pod with Kyle Rush, Ben Taylor, and Nate Pass. What's up, everybody? We're back again. A little back to back action on Tuesday. It's episode 150 of the Dad Bod Golf Pod. You got Kyle, Ben, kicking back old school with the with the old school radio DJ, ready to rock, <laughs> ready to rock and roll. Old school would us be doing it on the radio, recording it into the system on the radio with zero video. Just have the Dabod yeah. uh, Golf Pod logo just twirling in the center of the YouTube screen. Absolutely, absolutely. But we're we're gonna we're gonna have fun tonight. It's gonna be another uh, quick show since we go back to back. But we're gonna recap the the finale, the finish, the yeah. the grand. Whatever you Poo-bah. want to call it, the grand poobah, poobah, the yeah. grand poobah, <laughs> TPC Sawgrass, the Players Championship finish uh, finished up today about I don't know five ish, five six o'clock, something like that. Uh, tonight's episode is brought to you by Bet Online. Fine. Gang, Fine. March Madness is here tonight. The play-in yes, play games in. start tonight. Yes, you got to get your account set up. Log in, use coupon code BLEAV, B-L-E-A-V, get a 50% bonus. You put in 100 bucks, they're going to give you 50 back. Go ahead and get you a little action tonight, a little, little uh, uh, Texas A&M Corpus Christi uh, play-in game. <laughs> so go ahead and get you some action on that. Uh, then we're going to roll it into Thursday is when the madness starts. Uh, it's going to be a blast. Um, can't wait. Can't wait. It's one of my favorite times of the year. Uh, bet online is where the game starts. Benjamin. How much money will you lose during tournament time? I'm a, I'm a lightweight. I lost a pretty good bit of money on the, on sawgrass. So I may just have to just sit this one out. I may put in, a, <laughs> I may try to put in a few brackets and a, a couple of bracket pools, but yeah. Um, I end up spending friggin' $250 on brackets. Cause everybody's like, Hey, join our bracket $10. Yeah. I'm like, okay. Yeah. And then next thing I know, Thank goodness it's all electronic. I don't have to do the old school way of having to keep up with it. Well, see, I had a theory. I had a theory that there's no way there will be a winner from a anyone that played uh, that did not. I'm sorry. Let me try to make this say this correctly. I had a theory that there was it was going to be impossible for there to be a winner by someone who didn't finish their first round on Thursday. That was my theory, and I don't okay. think. Because of the weather and the conditions, I thought everybody would fall way back. Those Thursday guys would just sit there. And I don't think Cam Smith uh, finished his round on Thursday. I think he broke my theory. Um, oh. And I had um, – there was a chance – I may have texted y'all. There was a chance to get um, – our how, how do you say his name? Uh, Lenari. Lahari. Uh, Lenari. Uh, I had a chance to get him at plus eight thousand, and obviously it didn't work out. But uh, yeah, that'd have been some that'd have been some good value. But yeah, so I, I lost a little bit. I, I bet basically all those dudes, and none of them obviously won. So because Cam Smith won. So yep. Spoiler alert: Cam Smith, the winner <laughs> of the Players Championship local. Believe it or not, he's from Australia. Lives right around there. Um, don't know why we're shocked. Great fishing yeah. town in Jacksonville. So yeah. I don't know why we even are shocked at that. 
crazy thing that I heard during the broadcast is he flew his parent, his mom and his sister in from Australia. And it was the first time he saw his mom in two years because of the pandemic. Oh, yeah. So like, just imagine the emotions and everything that he's going through. And he just won $3.2 million uh, taking home the first prize. And honestly, for a while there, it looked like he was going to run away with it. A little bit of drama there at the end. Yeah. Uh, but man, what a freaking round. I love it. I told, I, I was texting a buddy of mine. I love it when dudes just come in and take it. They come yeah. in and take it away. And that's exactly what Cam did. Uh, with a 66 today to win shot had five birdies on the back nine bogeyed 18 but it didn't matter uh started off with five birdies in his first six holes i mean it's just played lights out um and this is a big win for him i think this is his fifth win this this year he won the tournament he won my tournament tournament of champions the century the dolphin trophy and (laughs) and just and just his career skyrocket from right here i mean it's just this absolutely sick, awesome. Um, I will say a uh, couple of things to take away from this. Um, number one is Cam Smith's girlfriend's hotter than I thought she was. Smoke the brunette. Smoke. Smoke. Uh, then I googled her to see because I'd heard she was a golfer. Yes, she's a professional golfer, so she also can play. So that's also pretty awesome. Yeah. Uh, so uh, Jordan Antiveros. Yes. Yes. And so, well, I, big flex here is I was, uh, I was at Nate's, uh, my wife got a car. So nice. I, was at, I was at Nate's place and we were watching it on their big screen television in there. I did find it funny that one of the sales guys is not a golfer. And so we were, we were watching the end of it. We watched the final of it and, um, Lahari missed, he missed his chip. He had to chip it on 18 in order to try to tie. He had to try to, to dunk a, a wedge, uh, Great in chip, order to, by the way. It, it was six inches from um, uh, $3 million. And six so, inches from a playoff. Yes. <laughs> yeah. From, from possibly $3 million. So it was funny because that guy said, oh, man. And Nate goes, yeah, it was a pretty big miss. And he goes, oh, really? And he goes, yeah, that cost him about $2 million bucks. Not <laughs> not making that. And the guy was like, he cost him what? <laughs> yeah. Dude, <laughs> was, like, uh, was it Azinger? He was doing all – he was, he was calling all that out, like, who is it? Is it Azinger that's on? The- yeah, Azinger is fascinated because when Jack won this tournament, yeah, one of his first wins, he won fifty grand, and yeah. like the lowest person that fi- that finished today, the person that finished dead last in the tournament won forty six thousand dollars. He had it like to a science though. So like when they got on to eighteen, he'll be like, "This putt is for half a million dollars, or this yeah. chip is for eight hundred thousand dollars." He did, and when Doug Gim three putted, uh, bogeyed eighteen, I think he three putted. He just he putted or didn't get up and down, missed a short one, and uh, he's like, "Yeah, that cost him like four hundred thousand dollars, like that one putt." Like he was doing, he had it all figured out. It was, it was. Uh, just throwing that much more salt on the wound. Um, oh, where do you want to go first? Where do you want to go first, Ben? With this, oh, final man, there's round? all kinds of things. I mean, it, yeah, let's stay let's with go. Cam. Let's okay. st- let's just let's focus on Cam's round, and mm-hmm. then uh, and then there's a couple of storylines we want to talk about. But uh, I want to talk about his shot on 17. I want to talk about oh, the good, shot yeah. on 17 that was a uh, a very good miss. That's what I'm going to say. Best miss anybody could make. <laughs> <laughs> you got a you got a three shot lead, and the if it's the 
traditional Sunday pin at TPC. It's on the very right tip of that, uh, very right tip of that island green, and everything kind of funnels to it. But typically, everybody tries to hit it right over the bunker, and it just kind of funnels down. He landed right of the pin. He yes. was he was right of the pin, which is probably how many steps to the to the edge. Maybe four paces, I would say. Four paces. Maybe four yards. I don't know. I'm saying maybe four to five yards. No no more than five yards. I promise you that. No more than five yards. So, I personally think it was a bad miss. Ben, what do you you say? I thought, watching it live, I thought it was a bad miss. Yeah. Seeing his interview where he knew he had covered because he – he hit a nine on purpose. He said, I'm hitting a nine in case I miss it. Plus, I think a wedge would have, would have spun too much. Um, so, he knew when it left the club face, it was there because there was no wind. So, it just doesn't it, move enough. Then, yeah, then it was like, let's just hope it doesn't drift. But yeah. He, ben, I know that shot. I know that shot. I have I that shot so often. <laughs> that shot so often. It's like, I'm going to play it safe. And I just baby it. I baby it and kind of kind of slap it out there right. I know that shot so well. And see, I'm just the opposite. You've seen when I baby it, it turns into a duck hook because I, I get real handsy and yeah. I just come right over the top of it. It's like you're like, hey, swing easy. I'm like, bro, if I swing easy, it is going out there, take it, it's going 20 yards and it's turning on its left blinker. And I know that shot so very he, well. He said he was aimed at the bunker. And he said, I have a tendency to shove it a little bit when I take off. So he said, that's, that's why I put it over the bunker. Cause I knew he said, now I shoved it a little more than I thought I would. Yeah. Like he, he honestly, he said what it left the club face in his post round thing. He thought it was like on the stick. Cause he thought he'd shoved it just enough where it was like literally going to be a gimme. Yeah. And then it kept drifting. drifting. He, he said, that's when he got to the point where it was like, wait a second. <laughs> pucker, pucker. <laughs> it's, it's a little too much drift now. And so the you know the difference between that and I compared I compared that shot to because somebody I'd seen on Twitter uh, they compared it to well Ricky did that Ricky yeah. did it because Ricky was trying to win a tournament he did it on purpose yeah as a matter of fact Ricky started I think he did out, it in the playoff twice he did and he started yeah. out at the water and drew it back because he hits a natural draw so that even was even ballsier because he started it out like over the edge over that five paces to draw yeah. it back in. And it still and so, landed right of the pin. Yeah, it, it almost landed, landed right in the exact same spot. Uh, Cam's and, ended up. He he had a little smirk. But you're it, right. It, he didn't. Cam did not do his on purpose. Ricky did. When he Ricky's, Ricky's plan was to go at it. Cam's when, was not. When the camera panned to him after they they purposely like they did the replay and it was like you could tell when the ball hit the ground. Uh, he had this little like he kind of looked over his caddy and there was this little yeah. smirk like oh shit, thank god thank yes. god that got down uh but man what a freaking shot um i saw you talking with colonel steve on uh on twitter yeah. about it because he had, he had brought it up and and that's the thing is he also said in that press conference he was glad that he pushed it a little bit because he thought he had more spin on it that was another worry he had when it yeah when he pushed it right that it was gonna come up short and like spin either to the fringe if not in the water and because he was aiming left and he was hoping to land it long and bring it off that hill yeah. down to the down to the pin. And when he went right, apparently it took some of the backspin off and put more right spin on it so that it didn't spin at all. So it he said if I'd have, he said if I'd have gone left where I was aiming, he said I actually would have had a, a lot tougher putt, like a downhill yeah. swinger. He said, so as you said, he called it a good miss, probably the best miss of his life. 
Uh, yeah. He's not going to say that, but for three point something million dollars, I'd say it's a pretty damn good miss. Oh yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Um, hole right before that, it was an incredibly bad break. Paul Casey was playing really, really well, and I think at that point in time, let's see, he was twelve, he was eleven, he was one back, so he was yep. one back. They're on uh, sixteen, which is a they just buried the hell out of that hole um, mm-hmm. all week. Uh, and he hits it into a pitch mark, like not, it was, it was interesting. It didn't look like a divot. It was like where another ball had hit the, like a, it looked like where a ball had come in, hit the ground and bounced, but it left the, like the ball pit, you know what I'm saying? Like a Mm -hmm. pitch mark. No, that's exactly what it was. Faraday described it. And and that's exactly what it was. His ball lands in a pitch mark. Mm -hmm. So it's like a, it's like a, um, it's like sitting in a hole, but it's not embedded, which is crazy to me that that can't be an embedded ball, but it rolls into a pitch mark, not it made the pitch mark because they found his, it rolled, and on video, it rolled into a pitch mark. So it had like a backstop against it complete, and he hit it, he piped it right down the middle too. So he had to lay up um, because there's just no way to predict uh, what that thing does. And then he spun one off the green and parred. Uh, and just kind of blew his blew his chance. Um, it got interesting though. It did get interesting. So Cam Smith that got him to fourteen under. Uh, Lahiri was eleven under, I believe, is is the way it worked out. Uh, Cam goes to eighteen and pulls out driver, and everybody's like, "What are you doing? Why why are you why are you doing that, Cam? Um, what are you thinking there, Ben? Because because on sixteen he hit the biggest snap hook." like immediately in the trees left snap hook. Uh, well, that's because he was trying to hit a draw, and that's not his natural shot. He yeah. he was not trying to hit a draw on 18 at all. He even said that. Um, he I, think he, I think he took the <laughs> philosophy that Charlie Hoagie said, and yeah. both he, he and Keegan took that philosophy, and both he and Keegan ended up in the water. So yeah, I think there may be a flaw in Charlie's way of thinking. To Tom, get down to I mean, 18. Tom. No, Charlie, when we visited with him and oh, he, right. we okay. asked him, we said, yeah. hey, what are you doing at 18? He said, oh, I take my driver and blow it over in the bushes and then just, you know, yeah, yeah, punch yeah, it yeah. out. And, yeah. and I'm like, uh, yeah, that apparently that punch out is not as easy as it looks. No, it's, because, ter- it's terrible. Um, it wasn't just them. I mean, earlier in the week, Rory punched out of there and hit it in the water. Yeah. Um, those two, Keegan ruined his chances at the tournament by hitting it in the water there and ended up taking a double because uh, he did not get up and down like Cam did um spoiler alert yeah <laughs> cam uh he took his medicine over there and he went in the water and even cam said he said man he said i just didn't think they asked him after this so what were you thinking he said i thought it was gonna come out a lot softer and he said and as soon as he left the club base he was like i knew it was a water ball oh. like he it, like he said it didn't even have to get to the fairway yet like as soon as it jumped off the club base he was like oh man that's gone yeah and sure enough it it got down there and and because well, if it lands left of center in that area, it's going dead left into the water. Yeah. There's you no can, way to stop it. You you honestly can all like you just about have to like barely get it out into the fairway. Like yes. maybe roll it, you know, 30, 40 yards in the fairway. That's it. Because if it gets going past middle ways with any and and when you're trying to hood when you're trying to hood it and punch it out, it's gonna have right to left spin on it. Right. It's gonna be uh, moving that way. So um <laughs> And you got to keep it low enough to stay out of the bushes because you don't want to be hitting from there again. No, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. that that's why he even said he said, "See, you got to take a longer iron in order to get it out because you got to keep it low." 
He said, and I just, he said, I caught too much ball. He said, it was in a fluffy lie. I thought that my club would probably slip up under the pine needles or the pine needles would probably grab my club a little bit. And he said, yeah. none of that happened. He nope. said, I hit it as, and that was the most solid. It. He said, I hit that it was the most solid shot I hit all day. <laughs> and what was crazy was, so the way, the timing of the broadcast was, it was like a movie. Okay. Yeah. So, so Cam blows it right. And then Lahiri tees off and on 17, the hole behind, and he hits one that was, it just gets over. It, he hit it a little bit shorter than what everybody tries to do. They try to throw it past, let the hill come down. He, he just creeps it over the bunker, but it's still got the slope and it rolls down below the hole. So he's got what about a 15, 12, 15 foot putt yeah. for birdie. He jars it. So now he's 12 under and Cam's 14, but Cam's in the junk and he's got a punch out. So then it goes to his punch out and he punches and it rolls through the fairway into the water. So he's two in, three out, hitting four from like inside 100 yards, probably like 80 yards or so. Um, so now you're like, oh, my God, we got a playoff brewing. I mean, he's got to get up and down right yes. here. Uh, he's got to get up and down right here just to have a one-shot lead. Um, and now I'm watching this at – at Nate's place at, at yeah. airport motors. And while they're in there doing paperwork, they're, they're like, we're about done. I said, don't worry. As soon as we go to playoff, we are not leaving. We're staying right here. So no. y'all just take your time, do whatever, do well, whatever I was you fired need to up. do. I was fired up because the playoff at TPC is electric because I believe they go straight to 17, uh, mm-hmm. which is, which is absolutely phenomenal. I think they go 17, 18, 17 or something like that. I think uh, they go like 17, 18, 17, 18 until it's done. Until That's it's the only done. two holes they play. Yeah. Until it's dark. It's, it's which yeah. is amazing, which is amazing. So, uh, cam it has usually about, ends on 17. It, yeah. Most times it does. Uh, cam has a 80 yard wedge and he hits it to about six inches and, uh, tap obviously taps in saves bogey. Incredible, incredible. Uh, almost under made the, it, by the way, almost dunked it, almost dunked it for par, which by under the circumstances, I know that everything slopes that way, but still, uh, under the circumstances, what a shot. Um, his, uh, countryman, cause they brought it up, Adam Scott, when he blew it, he had to do the same thing and he did not get up and down. Oh yeah, exactly. Years ago. Yeah. And, yeah. and so that shows you the pressure of it. Same, same no, scenario. He did get up and down. Yeah, Adam hooked the six iron into the water. Yeah. He got to drop way up though. It was not anywhere near where um Yeah. What's yeah, his he name was... was way further. Uh Cam was way further out. So he gets in up and in for bogey. Uh so he drops a 13. So if Lahiri birdies, they tie, he goes pipe city mm-hmm. right down the middle, which there's a cool story about him. Uh we'll go over it in just a second. So he goes pipe city down the middle. And then he has a he has a um uh, he has 160 yards in and he's been hitting just lasers all week. And it seemed like he really tried to really tried to work one in there when I don't feel like he necessarily had to do it because anything, it just hit another little laser. Like you've been hitting just right of the pin and it's going to trickle down and give you a, give you a shot at it. But it's like, he tried to really throw it out and and, and swing it back in and it just, it, like if you're his caddy, because he and he didn't have a good like view before that, because Gim tried to do that too. He tried to swing it in and didn't do it. Yeah. And so it's like mentally it's not there. Cause that's one thing that Azinger said. Azinger said, I don't hit that shot. After just watching my playing partner not hit his correctly, 
I'm I'm changing shots right now. I'm yeah. going to my caddy and I'm saying now let's do something different. I'm not I'm not hitting the hook because you just saw what happened. So I'm not yeah. doing that. And Please. like, why didn't his caddy tell him say, look, like you just said, he's he's like you've been throwing them up there. Like you haven't been working the ball. You've just been hitting the ball dead straight. Like aim five yards right of the pin. It's going to come Hit it back. Straight. If you pull it a little bit, then you're still on the green and not in the water. If you push it a little bit, the slope's going to keep you from going too far right. Exactly. It's like, going to go down. I don't know. Just hit, pro- a, just hit this. I don't know. They're pros. They do it all the time, but he leaves it out right, misses the green short. And so I know, to- but he hadn't done it all day. Know, like, he had not hit that shot. That's not a shot that – like, that doesn't need to be your go-to on the closing hole on 18. Hey, I haven't hit a hook all day. You know what we're going to do here? Let's we're hook one. Hook. Let's sling one in there. That's like Bubba just making up stuff as he goes. But uh, so then he has to chip in for birdie to tie, and yeah. he hit a great chip. Uh, rolled down there into about I don't know inside of a foot. Uh, yeah, it was but six, twelve, six to eight inches too. It was close. Yeah, tap in for par makes two point three million for coming in second, which is just incredible. <laughs> he Absolutely. had one to everyone. I don't know what he jumped to. They mentioned it during the broadcast. He was like. I don't know, like 200 in the world rankings, and he jumped all the way up to like top 25 just because of this win. Incredible. Uh, so he he's not just the biggest payday, but he is not very well known. He'll get some sponsor money out of this. Uh, it, I mean, it, it, it'll be a big turnaround for him. So um, it, the broadcast team, apparently everybody likes him. Apparently he's a good dude. Um, yeah. Here he is. So nobody's had – even the broadcast team had nothing but good things to say about him. And you can always tell they won't ever say a guy's a bad guy, but they won't really talk good about him. Yeah. If they don't like a guy, uh, they had nothing but good things to say about him. So cool. Um, cool story. And I hope I get this right. Um, so he's a Strixon guy, Strixon iron guy. And he didn't, I don't think he had like a, he wasn't getting a ton of love maybe from the sponsors or, he just wasn't a guy that just gets a whole lot of uh, the new stuff. And mm-hmm. he was really hooked on the 2014 iron set. And uh, I think he tried some new stuff and he w- wasn't working out for him. So he wanted to go back to those 2014 irons, but he had uh, some really old ones. So he, he needed new ones and nobody, they didn't make it anymore. So I think he ended up finding a 2014 set that Graham McDowell had. Did I get that right, Ben? I think that's right. I think he, it's, got, I think, he yeah. got a set from Graham McDowell like six months prior to this, and he's been playing really good. It's like kind of got him all back yeah. in, into the groove, and, he, and he's been playing really good. So there's even it, a better part to that story. Hit it. He was not hitting them as well as he hit the old ones that he used to have. Yeah. And his swing coach said, Well, it's because your old ones are like an ounce and a half heavier than these puts the tape lead tape on it. So they put weight yeah. on it. And then all, he said, that's and when they interviewed him, like between rounds, he was like, that's all she wrote. That's all. Once it we just, added the weight, everything was perfect. Exactly. Like, he said, everything just, everything came to form. So how do you know, like, I need to find out who can tell me if I need to put tape on my irons or not. Like, how do we find that out? Like that could be the missing Ben. That could be the missing link. No, it could, because that's what he didn't know. He's a pro (laughs) and he's, he's with his, his swing guy slash his club guy. He called him his club guy. Cause you put lead tape on a driver. Yes. I have seen that done, especially back when, when the birthdays used to be so light, I've seen guy like the tour pros, I think Freddie couples with his boom, boom, um, he had a boom, boom driver at one point in time that was made by Lynx, and 
Links got upset with it because when he would come back, they finally noticed he had a ton of lead tape like on the box. So you yeah. couldn't see the Lynx logo when he would come back. Y'all are going to – Next time y'all play with me, y'all play with me, are going to be like, why is your – why you got duct tape all over your driver? The only like, time <laughs> I've done it was with a putter because I had a Scotty uh, Cameron that do was that a lot. unseasoned. Like it was, it was unbelievably lighter than every other Cameron that I had. Yeah. So – a buddy of mine just was like, well, load it up with lead tape. And I put like three strips on. You'd be amazed at how three strips of lead tape makes it so much heavier. Like it was crazy. And so it doesn't take but a few ounces and it just kind of changes. And that's everything. what's funny about it is when he goes to swing guy slash his club guy and literally he watched him hit like less than an hour. Cause when he, well, here he was telling the story and he said, he watches me hit on the range and he immediately says, Oh, I know what we got to do. And he just goes in there and he like puts weight on the clubs. And he goes, here, try these. And it was like instant change. How do you and, know? And how do you know? And he didn't know. Like here, he didn't know. Like that guy had to tell him, he said, your clubs are not, you know, not as heavy. It, it, that's, and so I, I would have loved for him to go on into detail. Like you just said, like, what was he doing in his swing that made it noticeable that the yeah. clubs weren't heavy enough? Why is that a thing? Like, why like, does are that? Are you catching it thin? Or are you, are you, you know, you can't be chunking it because if it's heavier, that's what will cause you to, was he catching it thin? Was he, I don't know. Well, just not even necessarily thin, thin to a pros, just low on the face. Not necessarily thin to me and you as a, a hosel rocket that goes <laughs> screeching over the green at about 10 feet off the ground. But, you know, for right. a pro catching it thin is it, it you know, it goes maybe a 10 yards further and it still has spin on it and everything else. So um, that's amazing to me. He's, he's a good story. So speaking of stories, a lot in this tournament, by the yes, way. Yes. Before we go, before we uh, go to the stories, uh, I want to tell you a story about Swannies.co. Uh, they got a new line that just dropped all of their new polos, their new hats. They got a crap load of hats. And yeah, they got, I, new I hat noticed up here and I took it downstairs. Dang it. I, I noticed they got home. two new hats of the delta snapback which is literally the greatest hat you could ever wear the delta yes, snapback is. is waterproof sweat proof uh flat look you can get a little flat bill action i like to call it kyle proof kyle proof because I, <laughs> I i used to run really hot since i've lost weight i don't run quite as hot as anymore but i probably still will once when the temps get up so uh it's hard to get away from that but yeah they got a bunch of new stuff uh check them out swannies.co use coupon code dash 25 Take 25% off your next order. This Hayden hat. I'm looking at this Hayden hat with this like printed. Uh, they have the coolest logo, I think, possibly possibly in golf. Uh, they got this like, it's like a Navy hat with a, a logo, with their logo, the Swan logo. And it's like uh, got a print on the logo. It's pretty. That's what I got. That's the one I had up here and I took downstairs. I was going to wear it tonight. That's yeah, the one I got. That is a, that is a sweet hat. Um, that it. is the Hayden hat. But yeah, use our coupon code and uh, take 25% off. Get you a bunch of hats. Get you a bunch of new polos uh blaine had some of the polos on the other day they um, have a blaine on the website they have a, a blaine, blaine polo yeah they have a blaine polo on the website he was wearing which one was he wearing i'm looking right now he was wearing heck he may have one that's not even on the site yet um, he does yeah he i'm does, sure it, the ones the ones he sent us the pictures of they're not up there yet yeah the new ones come out i think in the next uh couple of weeks so the second half of the spring arrivals but man they're they're loaded down check them out you'll love them uh let's move on swanies.co all right, there's two stories we want to talk about really quick. Uh, we love golf drama. So uh, anytime there's golf drama, we're going to talk about it. Um, and believe it or not, Daniel Berger, it's, it, it, it kind of revolved around Daniel Berger. Ben, you want to tell the story or you want I, me to hit it? 
Yeah, I'll tell the story. And I, let's 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 preface this by back in the Ryder Cup, we were right the Ryder Cup. We we love burger yelling at the official. Are you 100 percent yeah. sure? Are you are you totally sure? Are, like you're 100 percent sure? Well, we got and to see that very side similar. of him, but with his tour with his fellow tour pros. Yes, yes. Uh, so Berger on 16 uh, starts a ball out. He says left of the flag. His playing partner said he started out at the flag. It cuts right, goes into the water. So then we have to determine point of entry. Right. Berger thinks that it's like way up 40, by the like 40 yards in front of the 20 to 40 yards in front of the green which is like a 200 yard difference yes <laughs> there because they're thinking it's like at around 190 yards back there that's yeah. what hovlin is thinking yeah joel, joel damon is also playing in this group fellow american yeah. so at first i thought okay so maybe this is maybe this is some of this Ryder cup playback well hovlin but no damon's in this group yeah, and Damon's full-blooded American. He took his shirt off on sixteen. Okay, yeah. at, at the previous tournament, at a previous. At pre- tournament. Yes, he's 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 full American, and even Damon says, "I'm telling it no. It, we we're Hoblin and I, and I'm speaking for Damon here. Think that it it crossed back here. Yeah, and then Berger says, "No, I'm pretty sure it crossed up here." And I told my wife because my wife's asked me about this when we were watching. Uh, I said, watch this, watch this arguing that takes place. And she goes, what's going on? Cause she didn't really understand the rules. So I was explaining it to her and she goes, she made the most sense. This is what I love about getting a non-golfer involved. She goes, well, the other two guys seem to think it's there. So it seems like to me, he'd be outvoted. I said, well, that's not how it works, but you know what? That probably is the way it should be. Yeah, exactly. Um, because they weren't teaming up on him. And so he's explaining to the tour official, they bring the official out. And the official basically says, look, we're all standing over there. We don't know where it crossed. So this is up to you amongst the three of you to determine where you're going to drop this ball. Yeah. And Berger goes on to like, he's crying about it where he's like, this, this is just not right. I shouldn't be having a drop here. I've, I've never. I'm going to drop bad... here. I'm going to drop said, here, but this is a bad drop. It's a bad said, drop. I've never made a bad drop in my career. And I'm not going to start today. Yeah. I'm not starting today. And then and the rules like, official, honestly, the rules official, without saying it, he's like, hey, look, quit being a bitch and just drop yeah. the ball. <laughs> I mean, I wish he would have just said what was on his mind because, I mean, yes. that's essentially what he said was like, look, these two guys said it went over here. I mean, you yes. do what you want to do, but, I mean, they're, I don't think they're making it up. It's basically and, what he's saying. He's and like, Damon even kind of bowed out a little bit. Donald yeah, he like walked it. off. He's like, yeah, I'm pretty sure it went in right here, but I'm he's like, he's like, just he's, he's like, y'all figure it out. But Hovlin was pretty adamant. Hovlin was like, I'm – and the way Hoblin explained it, he said, look, we were behind him when he hit. He said, Joel and I, because I, he he answered questions afterwards. Um, he said, Joel and I, and I, he said, I'm not trying to put words in Joel's mouth, but Joel and I were behind him when he hit. It never got left of the flag. So there's no way it could have crossed where he said it crossed because he started out the flag, at the flag, and it peeled back right. Yeah, you can't cross there. The way and, it's got the water, uh, right. it's, it's all carry for the most part. Um, and Berger's saying he started it left of the flag, and it came back. Yeah, and they're just like, no, bro, I didn't we were... see it, but I don't and, feel and like the angles, and then... the angles they showed because I saw it. They still didn't have a straight on angle, so you couldn't tell from the camera angle. Well, if so, he went, and, and so honestly, so essentially, Hovland and Damon are the ones that had the best angle because they they had already hit because they were short of where he was. So they were waiting on him to hit. So they were yeah. watching him from behind. So, well, another thing is the pin was out on the point. So, yeah. like, he would have had to go way left, like way left of the pin for it to mm-hmm. then 
circle back and cross over and actually cross over for where, where he where, wanted to drop. Yeah, for yeah, sure. It would have had to have been like a banana, like a big banana cut. But um, regardless, it was funny. Daniel Berger kind of went with the whole, well, I'm going to do it, but it's not right kind of thing. And uh, it was, it's just typical golf drama. Uh, it was, it was pretty funny. Post-match he interviewed. I thought it was funny. He goes, I'm 100% sure I'm in the right. But I dropped right there because I thought that was just the best place to drop. I'm like, yeah, you felt guilty. Like, let's just call it what it was. And <laughs> he probably it, did think he, he probably did think he was right. He was just kind of pissed that they. It's kind of like one of those things where, like, you can say something bad about you can say something bad about your mom, but if somebody else says something bad about your mom, you're like, hey, that's my mom, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. Like, I can say, you know, whatever, but uh, if if you say it, I'm going to get mad, even if you're right. And uh, hey, I'm glad Hoblin did this because we we I, I critiqued last week. I critiqued Casey. Well, Casey and whoever was playing with him looking out for a hole behind them. Yeah. But these were his playing partners. And I was glad that Hovland spoke up because Berger was headed up there to drop. Yeah. And like Hovland was like, Hey bro, where are you going? Like yeah. it it went in back here. And, and, and the reason the reason, hey, and this is another thing, like Hovland was eight under, Berger was seven under, or vice versa. One positioning, one position could be hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yes. They weren't really in it because it was really late in the round. And like they weren't really, they didn't really have a chance to win. But like, hey, if, if, uh, if I'm ahead of you by a couple of shots, like that's, that could be hundreds yes. of thousands of dollars of swing. So like Hovland, like I'm in that I'm, purse, it's a, it's a $20 million purse. Uh, and I saw the tweet. Um, and I, and I did agree with this. It was like, if this is a regular tour event where it's a two million dollar purse, nobody says a word. No. Twenty million dollar purse where you got a couple hundred thousand dollars on the line between the different places. Boy, howdy! Get your yeah, ass we... back here. <laughs> your ass is dropping back yeah, here. Yeah, like... buddy, come on back to the house, big boy. Yeah. <laughs> Take the great. long walk. Yeah, yeah. So that was good. It's all over Twitter. Um, he missed. He missed because the whole time I was sitting there watching it, and, and I'm then like, hit it, in the water. I think what it was that be... Sam Burns. That was Sam Burns. Yeah, uh, right. um, Berger, he got up now for bogey uh, from there. But I, I, I would have died laughing if, because I thought about this too. While it was going on, I thought, oh man, how what salt in the wound it would be if Hovland looked at him and said, "You need a cart to take you back to where it went in." Like, can I can I call oh. you a cart? <laughs> oh, <laughs> I did. I said that while it was going. On. I said I looked at Lori and I said I flat out look at him right now and I go, "Hey, can I call a cart over here to take you back to where you're supposed to drop? Can I can I get?" Can I, can I, hey, bub, can I get you a cart? Go back. Come on back. Come on back here, bub. Oh, man. Uh, Another story. This was not necessarily, um, this is not necessarily, I don't think it was on the last round, but this is an example of the same hole the day before. Exact same same hole hole the day before. This is kind of what we talked about when we talk about golf rules that, like, sometimes you just got to use common sense. Like, sometimes Mm -hmm. common sense has to take over and you have to say, was there intent here to uh, give himself an advantage or like, especially if it ends up being, you know, super like hard on the part, like, especially if it's like extremely penalizing, but Keegan Bradley, he's on 16. uh, He goes and he marks his ball, but he leaves the ball there, but the mark is down. Am I right, Ben? Yes. That's the way he, he reads putts that way. And I, and I do, when I mark it, I, I'll do that a lot too because I so you can line I it up like, and you can yeah, I just like the visual of of seeing the ball there and leaving the mark right behind it. So mark ball. He steps back, wind blows, ball rolls, and he says, "Hey, 
did y'all see that? My ball is marked. And they're like, yep, put it back, basically. He puts it back, puts it, and this these is are like – These are his playing partners. Playing partners. He playing asked, par- too, by the yeah, way. He asked. Puts it back, puts it. Like, a couple of holes later, the rules official comes like, hey, I got to give you a two-stroke penalty because when the ball is on the ground, it's in play, even if – Even if there's a mark behind it. Even if there's a mark dumb. behind it. Which is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But uh, so because he I mean, had not addressed the ball, we're like, talking million, we're talking hundreds of thousands of dollars. Yeah. And if the mark is there, then you can't putt the ball. I can't nope. go putt it with a mark. So how is it in play? It's not how, in play. How is it in play if the mark is down, the ball's there? I mean, I can't go putt the ball and, and put it in play. Um, or it's a penalty. I believe it's a penalty then. Um, somebody correct me if I'm wrong. How is it the intent? Like, I get it if you move the mark or if the ball is just sitting on the green and then an animal or not an animal, or if the wind hits it or, or something and it moves, I get that. That happens. But he marked the ball. Like, he, the ball is marked. There's no way you can call that ball in play. You just can't what, do it. And what if it's like, what? let's just say it's the British Open or as Kyle calls it, the Open Championship and it blows the ball closer to the hole, then that's an advantage. You get to pick your mark up and go mark it up there where the new like where the new placement is. Yeah. Like, that's stupid. He'd have taken that, though. You're damn right he would have taken <laughs> it. There's no doubt in my <laughs> mind he would have taken that. It but blew off, yeah, but it blew off the green. Yeah, there's a couple ahead. of things that bother me on this. Number one is he took the time to ask his playing partners, and they said, yep, that's cool. Yep, you got to put it back down. So none of them knew because they all had thought that the, this was one of the rule changes that the PGA had had instilled uh, to make the game better and faster and more and less confusing. So when he asked his playing partners, every group is assigned a tour professional or, or, or a, prof- a, a pro, a, a, rules, a rules person. Why does the rule, rules person not step up and say, uh that was that that sucked you had it marked um yeah like like why didn't why didn't the rules person say like when he's asking him because this isn't something he just leaned up and asked real quick like he asked and they stood there for a little bit and he looked at it and so you can tell that they're debating like why didn't the rules official step in there and go you know you need to mark it from its new spot you need to pick your mark up and mark it from its new spot like i don't understand why they they don't step because clearly they've got questions and maybe yeah. that's what the rule is. I don't know. Maybe they have to literally look at the rules official, address the rules official, and say, hey, Mr. Rules official, what do I do here? Yeah. Uh, but Silly. Silly, I, silly stuff. I'm like you. That's not good for the game. You got not just one pro. You got three pros and three caddies that all think that he did the right thing. So, basically, you got six people that are involved in professional golf that all think he made the right decision. And then he gets told four holes later, hey, by the way, you took a seven on that hole, not a five. Mm. Mm. You're talking like, I, was this in the Saturday round? Like he could have missed, missed the cut. Yeah, like it could have. Mm-hmm. You know what if what if that what if that makes you miss the cut and then you got a purse that's just outrageous? Like no, it was in his third round. It was his third, like, round, third round. Regardless, yeah, it was his third round. Yeah. Regardless, two strokes is the difference in hundreds of thousands of dollars. It's, in it's this just, tournament, hell yeah, it is. I mean, as we said. With the previous scenario, if this is a $2 million purse and there's maybe two or $3,000 difference in the prize money here, you don't yeah. think anything of it. But being $150,000 difference in prize money from him finishing out of the top 10 and in the top 10, yeah, man, that's, that's, that's a tough pill to swallow. And 
They interviewed and him afterwards. What? He said he didn't know the rule. He didn't realize that rule. He thought they changed the rule. The other pros did. And you he said do, he thought he handled himself better than what he did. You can do this with everybody, okay? You can do this with everybody. But if those two strokes don't happen, he steps up to 17, 14 under. No, I'm sorry. Uh, let's see. He finished nine. Uh, lost three shots on uh, – so that means he was he was 12 under. Yeah, 14 under. He steps up to 17, 14 under if that doesn't happen. No, he stepped up 17, 12. He didn't find out till he till – he, he played the back first. So he didn't find out until hole number four. I'm saying, I'm saying if that doesn't happen, if, if, if the rule – if that rule, that stupid rule doesn't happen, he doesn't get docked two shots. He steps up to 17 on Sunday – or to, on Monday, I guess, today – 14 under because he was 12 under when he got to 14 or to 17 and he goes bogey double to finish nine under so he steps up to 17 14 under uh if that if that doesn't happen now you can do that with with everything like what if what if uh i see what you're saying now yeah but still just that's just stupid you know some some stupid uh stupidity stupid rule like that uh i also i get it i this this question has been brought about ever since the DJ controversy of being in the sand. Yeah. When is a good time to tell a pro? I think they ought to give them a choice. I think that a pro ought to determine with the rules official that they're playing with. They ought to say before the round, they say, don't tell me about any penalties I have until right before I sign my card. Hey, Bob, you want the good news or the bad news? <laughs> <laughs> because... It did. Keegan said when he got the news on four after he'd made the turn, because he played the back first, when he got the news on four, he doesn't even remember playing four, five, and six. Like he was he was fuming. He said he was furious. So you're mentally not in the game at that point. So like I don't I don't know, you know, because there have been rules officials. They asked, they've they've asked rules officials, well, what do you think the best thing to do is? And make uh, every just about every rules official says, I really would like to tell them right when they do it. Like I really want to be able to tell them right then. Um, and I just got I just got confirmation from a pro. Yeah, you cannot put a ball while it's marked. So that has it in play. If you can't put a ball while it's marked, how is it if it blows off the mark? How does that count? How does that That's count? That's a dumb rule. That rule needs to be amended immediately because of that. We're situation. going to the Saudi League. This is going to be a Saudi League podcast. If you don't change it immediately, PGA, we're leaving. Just kidding. The Saudi League that's folding. The Saudi League. There's going to be <laughs> seven dudes to cover. <laughs> They're going to have ten dudes, and there's going to be like ten dudes up at a tournament. Everyone's going to be like, "Hey, we're going to follow." They're going to have. They're going to have to interview with us because nobody else is going to want to talk to them. It's a one-shot penalty if you put a ball on the mark, but it's a two-shot penalty if it rolls off your mark and you don't and then play it you, from the new spot. And you don't play it from the new spot. <laughs> it's the dumbest shit ever. Dumbest. Also, why is that? Why is that the case? Because that's not the case in the fairway where. Okay, I don't know. It's it's got something to do with the mark. Because same thing on the green. My ball's on the green. You hit my. You hit my. You chip up and you hit my ball. I have to replace my ball. Back to where it was. Back to where it was. I don't Best. get to play. You get to play where yours ended up. Yeah. But I have to put mine back. And it wasn't marked with this. So here's the thing. Oh, stupid. How do you that's make stupid. it? Yeah, exactly. That's, that's dumb. It's just dumb. 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 It's just dumb. No, none of it's consistent. That's that would be my thing. If I'm Keegan and I'm in the scores tent and they're telling me, I'm like, this is so stupid. That's not consistent. Like y'all exactly. said, y'all want to make the the game better. 
and you're not making it better. Yep, exactly. Shout then out Grayson Huff. Then you, oh, is Grayson the one that gave Appreciate you? It, yeah. yeah, I figured nice. he would. I figured he would. He would respond pretty quick. Uh, ben, that's gonna wrap it up. That's gonna wrap it okay. up. Can Smith, the Aussie Wonder with the, with the ugliest mustache mullet combo that has ever, ever. He's actually when he's got a short haircut, he's really he's a good looking dude. Good looking dude. I love he this short like, profile picture. Is is him with the short haircut? That's what they use on yeah. all of them. And that and now, golly, that's the thing is he doesn't look normal in that photo because we're so used to seeing him with a mullet. Yeah, so let's look uh, used to seeing him look like uh, blonde Jeff Foxworthy playing that golf. Was, it's just it's absolutely amazing. One of the guys at the airport motor said too. He said, "Man, why does he have his hair like that? I'd cut it." And Nate immediately spoke up. And Nate said, "He goes on to win this tournament, and win three million dollars. He's going to leave that hair like that for quite a while, bub." <laughs> absolutely i'll grow my hair however i want to grow it yep uh another uh so we're talking about consistency earlier another thing is very consistent primo golf apparel yes uh the joggers are absolutely fantastic uh jogger every, weather right now it's jogger weather it's like that in-betweener but uh you might get a little warm but you know what your pants will still feel good they kind of keep you a little bit warm at the same time uh transitional that's what that's what that's the word i was going for transitional transitional it style it fits you it, yeah, that fits you. Look great. Uh, PrimoGolfApparel.com. Use coupon code DADPOD15. Take 15% off your order. Get you four or five different colors. Uh, and let's go. Let's start the craze. Uh, start the start the jog. Get the get the jogger uh, training rolling. I it. saw several joggers. Uh, I don't. I, I've seen several joggers on tour already. wasn't much this weekend because it was kind of chilly. But uh, yeah, it's starting to be a big be a big thing. PrimoGolfApparel.com. Guys, appreciate it. We're going to come back again tomorrow. So three shows in a row. Would you rather Wednesday? It'll be episode 151. Nate will be back with some diabolical scenarios, and it's going to be a blast. Tonight's episode was brought to you by Bet Online. March Madness. Go set the account up now. Where the game starts. Where the game starts. Gentlemen, men, women, ladies, everybody that listens, we thank you. Follow us on all social media, and uh, check us out tomorrow. So that's my golf pod. Always stroking. Always out. <laughs> You've been listening to the Dad Bod Golf Pod. Always stroking. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.